All right. Welcome to my podcast, The Awakened Health Coach with Rashi Nayar. The purpose of this podcast is to awaken you, the amazing health coaches, to the possibilities of growing a thriving coaching business without losing your peace of mind or yourself in the process. And in episode one, we have our beautiful guest and the celebrity faculty member of IAN, Zach Bowden-Weber. Zach, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, perfect. So today we'll be taking a deep dive into your life and how you as a health coach and now a spiritual mentor for health coaches have built or are building your own business while being grounded and connected to your true self and true essence and without getting pulled, maybe occasionally in the grind and hustle culture of building your business. Well, this is the space, you know, Zach, where you really get to inspire health coaches to take mindfulness and to really bring that their essence while building a thriving coaching business from their center. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. And uh, the first question is really, if you can just introduce yourself to the audience, I know many of the health coaches from IAN already know you, but if you can, I have a lot of my clients who are from Mind Body Green as well as wellness coaches. I would love for you to introduce yourself, you know, to the audience, who you are, the work that you do, and how you help the spiritually curious health coaches to unleash mm. their limitless potential. Yeah, fantastic. So, so my name is Zach. Uh, professionally, I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach. I'm also a licensed social worker and I'm a board certified life coach as well. Um, my career has, has really taken this trajectory from working in more conventional healthcare settings into, you know, getting into the, the training and the more holistic health and wellness side of, of the business, um, into really developing something that I feel like at this stage of my evolution as a professional is, is somewhat unique. You know, I've really, I've really circled and explored a lot of different avenues in order to land here. And, uh, and what I do today is deep transformational coaching. You know, certainly a lot of the people I work with are health coaches, but I, I work with people from a variety of different backgrounds and professions and interests. And what we do together is we really foster inner transformation. The way I work with people is that first we, we really ground into some of the things that are shaping our lives, right? And this notion that our reality is a reflection of our inner world, you know, our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. So a lot of times people are very preoccupied and focused on getting, obtaining, achieving certain things around them. And the reason they want to do all of that is to feel a certain way inside, right? So what we do is we actually flip that on its head and we recognize that the frequency we embody, the way we carry ourselves, the state of being that we occupy most is the priority. That's the most important thing. And we learn to give ourselves what we're looking for from the world. And in doing so, we begin to attract those outcomes into our life. But it doesn't come from this place of neediness. It doesn't come from this place of seeking. It doesn't come from this place of lack or scarcity. It comes from a place of inner completion, inner wholeness, from integration. And um, and again, to, to rem, you know remind you and to tell the audience, I began my career in healthcare. You know, health in healthcare, there's this paradigm that I almost call it like a pathology-based model. I was working with people as a therapist and the idea was that in order for them to receive my services, they needed to have some sort of diagnosis, 
right? They needed to have some sort of a label. And aside from the DSM and how it was developed, and believe me, I'm not, I'm not saying that diagnoses don't have their place, but by definition of a diagnosis is an impairment in functioning. So for so long, in order for me to work with people, there had to be some sort of exhibited impairment in functioning. So the idea behind the work was that we're restoring functioning. We're restoring somebody to a quote unquote normal or adaptive level of functioning in their life. And there came a, a, a time and place where I didn't want to work that way anymore. I didn't want to restore function. I want to help people create exceptional lives. I want to help people achieve their dreams. I want to help people transcend their limits and truly create a reality that they previously would have thought to be impossible. And I want to help people step into the best possible version of themselves. I know that's sort of become buzz language, but that's the idea is that we all have this quote unquote, ideal self. We all have this potential that we know we can tap into. And I believe it's limitless. So my work now is about tapping into that. And again, doing it through doing it from an inside out approach, you know, so does that answer your question? Absolutely. You <laughs> answered like more than what I really okay, wanted okay. to hear. It was beautiful. And what I'm hearing you say is basically it's it starts from the inside out in, mm -hmm. as opposed to what most people think conventionally is that just getting from the outside world and just acquiring instead of kind of seeing what's your inner state and then leading your life from that space in the outer world. Precisely. Precisely. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Awesome. So the second question is, I'd love to, sh um, you know, for for audience to just hear your story, Zach, like how mm. you got started on this path of coaching and now mentorship. Please talk a little bit about your experience, you know, if you could with IIN and how that shaped you into becoming who you are now. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so one of the things I didn't mention is that in the uh, health coach training program for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, I'm one of the resident coaching guides. And on the team there, I, I still develop, coordinate, and oversee all of the coaching curriculum and the coaching content that goes into our programs and our services. So what's really nice about that, it's a, it's a very full circle moment because I got into health coaching through IIN. And it was a time it was actually right around the time I was talking about where I started to realize there was a, there was a misfit between me and the conventional healthcare system. Something wasn't sitting well with me. I think it was actually one time. It was several times. There's one time though that I remember as the shift. And it was that somebody filled out something called a PHQ nine, which is an assessment for uh, depression. And they, they scored a nine instead of a 10. And in order to basically receive a preliminary diagnosis of depression or, or be entered into services, they needed to score at least a 10, right? So essentially, unless, um, we unethically fudge those numbers, I, they couldn't work with me. In other words, the message was come back when you're more depressed, right? Yeah. So. And this was coming, this was coming after a series. I mean, I've, at that point I had over 2000 hours of working one-on-one -on -one with individuals. And that was after a series of recognizing I'm working with people on their mental health, 
right? Their mental well-being. That is one aspect of their health. Health is multidimensional. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. You know, those of you who have done the IIN program know that it's something we intentionally have, have woven into that curriculum to understand that. So here I am working on the mental piece, really ignoring the other pieces. The other pieces belonged to other silos of healthcare. And I realized this is not working, right? We need to, we need to work with people in a holistic way. And that's when I realized in order for me to do that with people, I need to ed better educate myself on holistic health and wellness. So when I was looking for how to do that, IIN stood out, you know, the core concepts of bio-individuality, you know, this idea of truly looking at health through this holistic lens. At the time, it was still kind of new mm -hmm. and edgy now. And I say this with gratitude. Now you see that more and more. It's, it's become widely known, but this idea that health was more than the physical for, for a long time seemed a bit out there. I wanted to enter myself into that world. I wanted to learn from the best teachers in that space. I wanted to become somebody who not only knew what they were talking about, but was walking the talk. So that's when I, when I enrolled in IIN. Fast forward, that, that's actually what allowed me to leave my position in conventional healthcare. I opened up my own health and wellness center. We had an in-person facility in upstate New York. We did close uh, for COVID and then continued virtually. And then that has morphed into just my own, you know, virtual coaching and training practice. But what's really cool is the full circle moment was when I came back to IIN as one of their faculty members. And here I was able to actually be a part of shaping the education of the next generation of health and wellness coaches. That's special. Mm -hmm. And that's not a position that I take lightly or for granted. Um, so, so that's, that's my history with, with IIN. So we revised the program, um, really upgraded the program, created the 2.0 version of our flagship program. And that's what's out in the world today. Mm. And um, I got to be not only a part of delivering that teaching, but also collaborating with so many of the educators and the faculty members that we have in there. So mm. really, really special. Beautiful. I love that. Well, I'm an IIN uh, graduate myself, and I know like you've played a big role and you've inspired so many of us, you know, including myself. It's just beautiful, you know, the, the materials and everyone who graduate from IAN, like it's like a special place in their heart, um, you know, yeah. gratitude, of course, to yourself and all of the other faculty members who contribute to the, to who we've become, you know, essentially. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for answering that. Mm, thank you for saying that and sharing that. It means a lot to me. And yeah. still to this day, you know, I get students that reach out on a daily, weekly basis and, and graduates. And um, it, it truly warms my heart every time. It never gets old. So thank mm -hmm. you. No worries. Thank you. So third question is basically, you actually touched on that a little bit in your previous answer, which is most health coaches focus on two single dimensions of health, which is the mind and the body, right? Mm -hmm. And while they're both absolutely important, please talk about how the third dimension, which is the spirit, fits mm -hmm. in when it comes to taking our clients into a deeper transformation. Mm -hmm. Sure. I want to touch on, so I want to touch on the emotional and the spiritual. And, and yes. in fact, you're saying something really interesting because if you understand the emotional level, 
as vibration, you know, like energy, emotion being energy in motion mm -hmm. and you understand it energetically and vibrationally, it is spiritual, right? Okay. Truly everything could be understood on the spiritual level. The way that I look at this in terms of facilitating transformation is to me, the emotional and ultimately the spiritual level is the causal level, the causal level. In other words, so many of the emotional imbalances we experience are spiritual imbalances. So many of the mental imbalances we experience are emotional imbalances, right? So many of the physical imbalances we experience are simply the end of the chain of all of those different dimensions. And if we go to the root, we get to the spiritual energetic level through uh, from which everything is manifest. So if we simply look at those symptoms and we take them at face value, then we're going to address physical symptoms with physical measures. But it's like that quote from Einstein, I believe, that a problem cannot be solved on the same level at which it was caused, right? So if we look at that and we realize, how can we go deeper? How can we continue to unravel the layers of what's going on here with someone? We ultimately get to this level of emotion, of energy, of vibration. I'll give you the perfect example. I had one session with a woman who was experiencing acid reflux. Right. Acid reflux, anybody who's had it, the sensation is burning. The sensation is of heat. Well, heat is caused from friction, right? And friction is caused from resistance. And you can, anybody who just rubs their hands together can experience that function. Now, we could have approached that as acid reflux. Let's go into what you're eating. What, oh, you're eating this. Okay, try me. Uh, yeah, well, okay. How would you, what would you like to change around that? Or how could, how could maybe the sleep be affecting that? And we could have explored all these different avenues. But by going a layer deeper and understanding what's actually happening emotionally in your body and being with that and experiencing that, right? In other words, this client, this person I was working with was able to get to the root. And what the root was, was that there was an energetic blockage that was sitting right in the higher heart and the throat chakra, right? Where the acid reflux is experienced. And by being with that, and by the way, what I did, I want to be very clear. The work around that is not therapy. We didn't go into past trauma. We didn't do any sort of therapeutic intervention. It was embodiment. It was somatic coaching. Mm -hmm. It was inviting her to simply be with that sensation. That's not therapy. That's feeling. That's simply feeling and be with that sensation and describe it. Actually in the program, Amanda Blake is the person we brought in to really talk about somatic coaching. Um, and so you might remember the lecture of her, but those of you listening who have taken the IIN program may remember her content. If not, go back and revisit it. There's this thing that can happen when you start to interrogate the feeling a little bit. What is it? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it spiky? Is it smooth? You start to really sit with what the feeling is. And while we're doing this, and by the way, I'm holding the safe space for this to be done. She experiences this energetic release, right? This part of her, this blockage starts to dissolve and that energy that was stuck starts to move. And naturally what comes up is, is yawning, 
kind of a tingly sensation in the hands a little bit, this release, this release of energy, this release of heat. She just checked in with me recently and she has not experienced any of the acid reflux symptoms since then. Wow. Now as a coach, I'm not going to say it's out of scope for me to say I treat acid reflux. No, I don't diagnose it. I don't treat it. I don't prescribe anything for it. What I do do is I take people into their bodies and I help them get in touch with the, their innate intelligence, the inherent wisdom that everybody carries within us. You know, at IIN, even back when we were founded, Joshua Rosenthal had that idea of the, allowing the body to heal itself by itself. Mm. A lot of times when I work with people now, that's what I do is I help people get out of their own way egoically stop stop letting their own thoughts their own fears their own securities their own avoidance their own patterns block their progress <laughs> block their freedom block their growth so that to me is the role that this has in lasting transformation otherwise all we're doing is playing whack-a-mole it's all we're doing. You know what you, mm. you know what I mean by that. I'm yes. sure a lot of people listening will too. Oh, the problem is this. Oh, okay, boom, whack that, whack that down. Well, because the actual problem is underneath the surface, it's not just the visible manifestation of the problem. It's going to pop up somewhere else. Mm. It's going to pop up in another physical symptom. It's going to pop up in another behavior that somebody can't control. It's going to pop up in another compulsion. It's going to pop up in another way of coping. Once we get to the cause and the root and the source, we're able to address lasting transformation. That's what this, to me, that's what this work is all about. That's what excites me these days. That's what lights mm. me up. That's the, that's the way I like to work with people. I'm certainly not saying it's the only way. Oh, it's a very powerful way for sure, Zach. And I work with coaches as well. And I know, including myself, when I started health coaching, you know, looking at and I was work, working with moms with hypothyroid in the beginning okay. of my early days you know and absolutely what you said with hypothyroid is an underactive thyroid gland so which means sometimes women are not speaking their truth their throat chakra is blocked you know and that's right. why we start to help them get that so it's really what you're doing is extremely powerful work and Sometimes as health coaches, myself included, have focused more on the nutrition and the movement side of things and completely neglected the spiritual and the emotional component of what you're asking your clients and actually what you're, what, where you're taking them is more deeper and mm. addressing the deeper layers, which are the emotional and the spiritual. And that's very, very, it requires courage. It requires yes. authenticity and it requires our client to be able to see, you know, take a deeper look at under, uncover the root cause of what's actually holding them back. Yes. Yes. Do you mind if I say a, a bit about the spiritual piece? I would love to hear. Yeah. I, cause I, I understand I really touched on the emotional. There's something here about the spiritual and, and I honor that everybody has their own spiritual beliefs. And by the way, I really want to say that when I work with people, I have a book out where I put forth many of mine, many of the ones that I've come to throughout my own process. That does not mean that when I work with people, I impose those beliefs onto them, right? Rather, I help them consider sometimes for the first time in a long time, what their spiritual beliefs are. And we leverage that as a resource 
You know, positive psychology is about using positive psychological resources. What about positive emotional resources? What about positive spiritual resources? I think there's a way to frame all of that and understand that all of these things can support people in the change process. Many times, regardless of what the spiritual belief is, the spiritual belief takes somebody into a sense of ease, a sense of ease. Well, ease is the absence of disease. When we feel ease, and by the way, another, another term for it, people might be wondering, well, how does somebody get to ease? A lot of times they get to ease through trust, trust and non-resistance. Trust in what? Trust in a higher power, trust in themselves, trust in the universe, tr whatever, whatever it ends up being for that person. It's a sense of trust that what is happening in my life is divinely guided. Be beautiful. If, if people even just open their hearts to the possibility of entertaining that, they can almost feel a sense of ease wash over them that, ah, uh, my world takes care of me. Ah, uh, there are no wrong choices for me. Ah, uh, everything that's happening is happening because it's required for my growth and expansion. Beautiful. Hmm. Ease. Non-resistance. Okay. I'm not going to resist life's happenings. That's a big one. And that even like... There's definitely a spiritual take on that, but that's almost just logical too. The moment something happens, it's done. It happened. When we, even if it's a painful situation, we carry on that pain within us mm -hmm. through our own mental stories and through our own resistance and avoidance to feeling the sensation, being with the emotion, processing it, integrating it, allowing it to move through us. We carry that with us. So, by simply not being in resistance to reality, to life as it's unfolding, to our own internal experience, not resisting our own emotions and our own thoughts. Again, we take away the friction. We take away the heat. We take away that, that, that tense, sort of stuck feeling that so many people live with, the heaviness of life. And we begin to live more freely. And every single cell and tissue in your body feels that. When you're living in harmony with yourself and with the world around you, well-being and bliss is naturally available to you. You don't have to do anything to get that or experience that. It's more about removing what's in the way. And that's where a lot of those pieces come into play. Beautiful. I love that you touched on this because the next question will explore more into this. But I just wanted to kind of, I know you said something really beautiful is when you were sharing your client's story and you helped her be with the feeling like in, this, in the upper heart space and the throat mm -hmm. chakra, which is many people are avoid being in the space, you know, be, yes. many people avoid pain. So they kind of turn around and say, I'm not facing that. How do you invite as a coach? How do you actually invite people in the, into the space where they're okay being, you know, in being face to face with that feeling, being present with that feeling? How do you hold space for that? Because that needs a lot of courage. Most of us turn around when it comes to pain, you know, we don't want to we resist it, we avoid yeah. it. 
And it's actually the, the real work is in facing it and being yes. with it. So yes. can you explain a little bit more about how do you actually do that with your mm -hmm. clients? Mm -hmm. that, that right there is where the magic of coaching comes in. When people ask me, what is the most important factor in terms of successful coaching? It is safety. It is safety. Um, you know, and again, even polyvagal theory supports this, you know, the idea of co-regulation that when we are safe in our bodies, when we're safe with ourselves, when we're calm, when we're at ease, other people can feel that. Yes, even virtually. Mm -hmm. And they can feel that too. Right. And this is where that co-regulation happens. And safety with you as the coach, absolutely. The real magic happens when that invites them to be safe in themselves. Right? Yeah. So I this is I'm so glad you asked this question because it's really important here to drill down on where the self-work comes into this profession, where you cannot go with a client where you have not gone yourself, right? Truly, you, if you do, if you venture into that territory and you're not comfortable going there yourself, you haven't gone there yourself, your own stuff will come up and that will compromise the safety. So don't even try. Hmm. Do, do your own work, explore that dimension in your own life, and then open up that space for the people you're working with. Because the moment they feel your unease, your hesitation, your uncertainty, your fear is the moment that that safety is compromised, right? So that is like just so, so important is how safe does somebody feel with you and how safe do you invite them to feel with themselves? Mm -hmm. And part of safety is non-judgment. Hold your clients. There's a message to all the coaches. Hold your clients in the highest regard. That term, unconditional positive regard. Love them. Accept them fully as they are. See the beauty in them. See the, see not just the potential that they have, but everything they already are. And when you see them that way, talk about the causal level. This is like, this is how I, this is all I care about today, right? Because we could go into strategies like, oh, you know, use mirroring to build rapport. It's like this, this is what I'm interested in today, which is like, what is the root of it? The root of it is your relationship to yourself, which is then extended into the way you view the other person in front of you, the way you hold them in your perspective, in your perception. That is the root of everything from there. What you say, how you say it, your tone, your facial expressions, your micro expressions, all of that is simply the byproduct of how you feel and how you see them, right? That yes. to me is where the safety comes from. Because if somebody senses that you're not comfortable or even if there's a little bit of you that is, that is judging an aspect of their experience, 
again, they're not going to feel comfortable sharing the deepest parts of themselves with you. Coaching is such a privileged position because people, when we show up in this way for people, number one, in some cases, that's the only relationship they have in their lives that's like that. The only one. Because we all know this. Everybody listening knows this. You, you might have friends and family and people that support you. Very rarely are people actually trained on how to, how to support somebody, how to be there for somebody. <laughs> A lot of times they're just, they're offering their own opinions. They're giving <laughs> advice, right? All of that. Hmm. So sometimes this is, the, this is the only relationship that exists like it in somebody's life. And because of that, people will share with you things they have never shared with anybody before. That deserves the utmost care and respect. It's not something to be afraid of, but it is something to be incredibly, incredibly grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was really powerful and gave me a lot of goosebumps because I advocate for this. As I shared in my social media as well that you can only take your client as far as you've been or you've gone yourself mm. in your own development. And that's where you come into picture is like you're helping these coaches go deeper into themselves so they can hold space for their clients as well. This is really powerful work and I really admire you for that. Mm. Thank you. All right. So the next question I think it touch, touches on, you mentioned that you're launching your one year long mentorship for coaches. What areas of their life will you primarily focus on? What is the end result of this year long partnership? Mm. We're going to focus on every area, every mm. single area. And I just decided to, there were so many applicants for that. I haven't announced this to anybody yet, but we're going to do another one um, in a group. It's going to be called personal legend. Um, mm -hmm. And the inspiration for that is the book, the alchemist, which is something that has been a huge influence on my life. Um, but to answer your question, we're going to explore every single facet of their lives because there is no separation. Hmm. Here's the thing about business is that people don't have business problems. They have personal problems that are reflected <laughs> in their business. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, I see if, that over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're open to it, if you're really open to it, business, being in business, being an entrepreneur can be one of the, the greatest spiritual awakenings mm -hmm. of any, of any kind. It's one of the best personal growth opportunities. Nice. So there is no, there is no disconnection. And for that reason, we focus on every area of life. Mm -hmm. Um, as it reveals itself as a priority, which mm -hmm. is a natural process. That's something that I can't, nor do I care to pre-plan because mm -hmm. that arises exactly as it needs to. Okay. Um, at the end of it, at the end of it, somebody has a business, a career, and most importantly, a life that they love. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Perfect. Okay. Can you please talk about what is the process of self-discovery and coming home to one's true self look like? Can you also share your thoughts on enlightenment and why so many people are chasing it these days? Sure. Um, what was the, what was the first question about self-discovery? Yes. Okay. Never mind. Yes. I remember it. Okay. <laughs> what is <laughs> the process? just to say it back to you. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, for me, the, the process of that is recognizing who you are in your essence. Um, I walk through this in, in my book. There's an incredible shift that happens when we recognize that we, who we are truly is beyond our thoughts. It's beyond our emotions. It's even beyond our body. 
And a lot of the times when I'm introducing people to this concept, I'll start very simply by a little bit of self-inquiry because this is to be experienced. You know, mm. it, it sort of transcends of mental understanding because you're transcending the mind. So the mind has a hard time understanding that which is beyond it. Mm. Um, you can, you can point to it in different ways, but it truly is to be experienced. Sometimes it's like, okay, be aware of the very next thought that comes up in your mind. Just notice that. And then it's like, is that thought you? Do, you? do you consider that thought to be who you are? And you can almost notice that thinking happens. So oftentimes we go through life with the understanding that, oh, I'm thinking. But when you're actually just aware of this, you recognize thinking happens and you're aware that it's happening. Well, then, of course, that begs the question, who are you? You're the awareness. And because very simply, if you're aware of something, there must be a subject and an object. Mm -hmm. So if you're aware of your thought, then you're not your thought. If you're aware of your emotions, you're not your emotions. If you're aware of your body, you are not your body because you are the one who is aware. You are the witness. There's something deeper. There's something beyond just this this human apparatus that you're experiencing life through right now, that is the essence of who you are. So there's something really powerful that, that happens with connecting with that essence. There's a lot of other ways we could take people into that, but that's, that's ultimately what it's all about. And then from that place, from that place, almost stripping away everything that's not you. And from that place of pure potential, of limitlessness itself, of boundlessness itself, what will you create? What will you create when it's no longer driven from your past conditioning, when it's no longer a result of escaping your own emotional wounds? What will you create from pure presence, pure awareness? Though that's when I believe the intelligence of the universe begins to operate through you. And it's no longer about what you want. It's about what wants to happen through you. It's no longer about what you want to get. And it's more about what you want to give. And that's a profound shift. And that's a shift that I truly do recommend people entering into business carry with them because we need more models. And by the way, I think you do this in your work and I want to commend you for that because we need more models of heart-centered business, of conscious business, of business that is not about maximizing profitability at all costs, but business that is about protecting our own inner peace, our own well-being, and then giving that gift to other people, right? Businesses that are about, as Lisa Nichols puts it, giving from the overflow. Your own cup is so full, it's overflowing, and that is what you're giving to other people. And you're giving for the, sh for the sheer joy of giving, of making this world a better place, not to get anything or to feel any certain way. Mm. Enlightenment to me is a remembrance of the truth of who we are. It's not a destination. To me, it is something we remember in this moment. It's not in the future. It's right here, right now. And to answer that part of your question, I believe so many people are after that mm. and chasing that, which is where there's the great irony of it. 
because it's in the absence of chasing. <laughs> um, but I believe that so many people are because in today's modern world, there's so much stress, tension, and chaos that people are being, I don't want to say forced, but I do want to say compelled to find a better way to find a better way. That was the very thing that led me to this work. It was my own suffering that led me to try to find a solution for that suffering. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason I'm here today doing what I do is because of my own suffering. So I believe collectively something similar is happening where the human condition is suffering and collectively we're waking up to that and trying to find a better way. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was very powerful what you said. Really gave me goosebumps because I've I've read so many teachers on you know who talk about enlightenment and awakening, and um, and they talk about the subject and object. There's also Judo Krishnamurti that I you know I've read about and I've listened yeah. to his talks as well. Osho and there's so many other teachers. Adishanti, Rupert Spira. There's so many teachers who are actually talking about it. But you said something really powerful and kind of made me. My question, you know, was as a spiritual seeker myself all this time was, what is the benefit of this, right? What is the benefit of being the awareness? Always it was like, why should I be the awareness? Like I, yeah. in my, my mind was understanding it on a very logical, in a very logical way. Mm. But what you just said was, when you can be the awareness, who you truly are already, that's where you are pure potential, which means now you can create anything that you want. So nothing mm -hmm. is really holding you back. Your thoughts, your emotions, your mental chatter, your stories, yes. nothing is holding you back. So you can be in that pure space of just being who you truly are, yes. which is pure potential, pure, limitless, boundless, mm -hmm. you know, the creation or the creator itself, if I even may say that. Sure. Um, and it's... <laughs> yeah, it was just so beautiful. I really don't have more words for it. Mm -hmm. But, um, and you said also something that we're chasing enlightenment. You know, it's kind of become the next thing to money these days. Everyone's like, even the people who become millionaires and billionaires, yeah. you talk about what they're doing next is the enlightenment is the next project. They go to TM, they do trans mm -hmm. transcendental mm -hmm. meditations and all mm -hmm. of that. And it's like they have to get to some state some higher state of consciousness. Yeah. It's kind of up there, like the Buddha state, where they're overflowing with bliss and kind mm -hmm. of something has happened. They have some, some supernatural powers. Mm -hmm. But what you said is actually, it's remembering who you are. It's a remembrance, which is what gave me the goosebumps. Like, can we just remember ourselves? And that's the hardest part to do. It's like mm -hmm. when we can be the subject or be the awareness and just see our thoughts, emotions, all of that as objects, then we can truly. So it's not really yes. a process to unfold. It's just the realization and coming back right. to it again and again. Right. It's not somewhere to get to. That is the destination consciousness that people bring into that world with them. Enlightenment becomes the spiritual version of the the million, the first million dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's yeah. oh, once I get this, once I have this. So it's, Correct. It's here right now. It always is. Which, by the way, to bring this. Um, you know, back, back down to, I guess, regular old health coaching. This is something that's like one of the first shifts that, that I always uh, work with clients around is that they come to me and they have a destination in mind. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, that destination, whatever it is that you seek is simply a byproduct of the way you're living today. 
the decisions you're making, mm -hmm. the frequency you're, you embody, the way you feel, the way you relate to others. It is all a byproduct of the way you show up today, the way you show up right now. And so everything, because there is only now, there is only now. So anything that we view as in the future, we are simply creating separation from it. The future only ever happens now. The future is only ever something we can think about right now. So the gift and the invitation is to feel that way now, live that way now, and then see what happens. What happens to your life when you stop trying to get to a certain destination? I'll just leave that as an open-ended question. Mm. Wow, that was really powerful. Also, to add that, Zach, I do have a question to that. It's like goal creation, right? Goal setting, for example. It's it's very important, especially in business development and in our life. Like we can have personal goals and they can be, you know, remember what time we spoke about in the beginning of this podcast is like um, to get to our higher, highest self or who we can become. Is it still okay to think about those possibilities of who we can become or the destination we're trying to <laughs> go to. I mean, we still want to mm. be our, you know, highest self. Like when we look at Tony Robbins, for example, it's one yes. of my favorite people. Look yes. at him like, oh my God, how is he exuding such powerful presence? Mm -hmm. And, you know, can I be not mm. him, but can I expand someday to mm -hmm. my highest potential like that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about that? Yeah. It, Tony Robbins was actually my first coach training, my life coach training was through Tony Robbins. So I'm a, I'm, oh, fantastic. a, I'm a, a long time fan as well. And, um, and, and still am in many regards, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot I appreciate about him. What you're describing is like what we, what we see in other people that we appreciate. Mm -hmm. We understand that those things are potentials that we have. Yes. Right. The, like we have the seeds of all of that because those are all the finer aspects of the human condition, you know? So what it's like, we, we can look at that. And I would say, it's not for me to say whether it's a, a problem or not. I would simply invite people to recognize that there is no separation that when you view that in other, in another person, it's not like, Oh, they have that. I want what they have. It's no, you already have that. And if that's a stretch for people, then I'll say you already have the seeds of that, right? You already have the ingredients for that, right? Same thing with a goal, looking at a future goal, recognize that every goal we have, if we follow it, and we understand why, why do I want that? Well, why do I want that? Why do I want that? It always comes down to we want to feel a certain way. And we have the ability to feel any way we want to feel right now. We can cultivate. That is, to me, our true creative power is that we can cultivate whatever frequency we want to cultivate right now in this moment. So effectively, we can give ourselves what we want, right? We can give ourselves what we want, what we really want right now. Then, okay, like I meant, you know, I mentioned before, what will you create from there? Then, okay, we're in this material world. We live in this, you know, paradigm of, you know, time and space. Sure. You can set some, set some targets for yourself, you know, mm. sure. Like mm. have, have that North star or have, I just heard this analogy recently that was beautiful about, um, 
how, you know, your, your vision and what you're kind of after is like your horizon. Mm. And it was saying that when people get seasick, what they say is to look at the horizon. Don't look at the waves. Don't look at the ground beneath you, mm -hmm. the boat beneath you, look at the horizon. Mm -hmm. So it's a way of keeping yourself, you know, centered and sort of knowing what you're moving toward. Mm. And I do think there's a real, the real beauty in having a vision that excites you so much and inspires you so much that you feel pulled by it. Yes. Rather than pushed, you feel truly pulled into that reality. By all means, have at it. Hmm. The invitation is to recognize that that vision and those goals will not give you anything that you cannot experience right now. Hmm. And if you cannot be happy, fulfilled, at peace, content right now, you will not be happy, fulfilled, at peace, and content then. You won't. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's it. I think that's mm -hmm. the key to realizing that you're already enough that and, yes. you, and, you know, tuning into those frequencies of happiness and bliss, whatever you're seeking, mm -hmm. finding them right now, mm -hmm. and then taking them with you to create whatever you need to create. Precisely. And I'm so glad you said that, because I have this belief that that shapes the entire way that I do business. It shapes the entire way that I help other people around their business and even beyond that. But to bring it into the business and the business of health coaching, I believe that every single thing that we create carries the frequency with which we created it. Mm -hmm. If we're wow. miserable when we're creating content that shows up in the content itself, the content our message, our voice, whether we're live on a video, we're creating a post or writing an email or working with a client, whatever it is that we're creating and bringing into this world is a vehicle that carries the frequency that we put into it. Well, what happens then is the person receiving that content is receiving that frequency. Same thing, by the way, shows up if you're working with people and you're having like an enrollment conversation, the same exact thing, the focus should always be on that individual, mm -hmm. what's best for them, mm -hmm. right? What can benefit them, Absolutely. what you can provide for them, not what you can get from them, never mm -hmm. what you need, never what you can take, because again, that's going to be felt. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the, the starting point for all of business really should be, your own state of being mm. that's the priority and again everything else will flow from there yes i love that mm -hmm. i absolutely love that and that's exactly what business should be about as well like i know a lot of health coaches fall into a trap of kind of enrolling people selling to them you know pitching to them yeah. all of that this feeling salesy again all yeah. of that and this is where you know i help them see the client first. It's about making the client making the decision whether they want to work with you or not. Yes. It's about what's best for the clients. I'm so glad that you said that. I really appreciate that. Yes. All and right. And that comes yes. through. That comes through. The, the other person feels that. Mm. Feels when you actually have their best interest in mind and you're not looking to get anything from them. And again, the great joke of all of this is then you're more likely to get them as a client. <laughs> yes, exactly. When you don't need them as a client. Mm hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it. Yes. There's no attachment to it. It comes when you no longer need it to. Mm -hmm. And you no longer need it to because you recognize that you have within you right now everything that you truly want and need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That's very inspiring. All right. So the last question, we've come to the last bit of the our episode is um, yeah. 
Please share, Zach, uh, how health coaches can get in touch with you. If they choose to work with you, you know, take on your one-year-long one mentorship. Sure. Is that still open? Sure. That, that is... I'm glad you asked. That is not still open, but there okay. are other, thank you for, for bringing that up. Um, but there are certainly other options and certainly other ways to get in touch with me. Um, you know, my website will be the hub of everything I'm up to. Um, that's just zachbodenweber.com. Um, my Instagram, I, I not quite sure yet moving into next year, what my relationship to Instagram will be, but certainly it's still a spot you can find me and see what mm -hmm. I'm up to. Um, and then my book is out. That is uh, notes on awakening and you can find yeah. that on uh, Amazon. And then lastly, what's exciting is I'm starting something. I've never done anything like this before and I've been called to, I'm starting a community called the self explorers club. Mm. And it's going to be all around, truthfully, together exploring the very types of things we talked about in this conversation. You oh, know, beautiful. Um, and so how does that look like? Is that a, you said it's a group coaching? It's going to be, so it's going to be an online community. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, uh, there's a platform I'm hosting it on. And then I'm still arranging the particulars. I believe that I'm going to be doing like a monthly live kind of group coaching training type of thing. And then I'll be in there throughout the month, you know, responding to questions, talking to people. Um, but it's not just about me, you know, it's truly about everybody to engage in these discussions, to explore these things together, to talk about them amongst each other. Um, and then I even want to invite, you know, guest speakers and things like that. So, mm. so you'll be on my list. So. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. No, I definitely would love to be part of that community as well. Just having your presence. Zach is very grounding and that's what you know it's we become the company that we hang out with you know mm. we become the five people that we hang out with we've yes. heard that over and over again yeah. so having your presence and kind of being having that reminder of who I truly am mm. sets me up for success you know mm. doing meditations throughout the day is one thing but being in that presence is a completely different thing yeah so I think being part of your community would be a very good incentive for, you know, for myself as a business coach and for my health coaches, my clients and health coaches who are oh, listening good. to this podcast to really tune into your presence and, you know, mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. yeah, be in that frequency space. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you so much, Zach, for being on this podcast. You know, you really episode one, this is going to be sensational. And I know that health coaches are going to get so much benefit out of this and so much inspiration out of this. So thank you so much for being in the space with me. Good. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be the first episode. Um, I love what you're up to. So, you know, never hesitate to, to reach out. And um, I can't wait to hear this back. These things are always kind of funny to me because sometimes things just come through me. And then when I listen back, I'm like, oh, wow. That, that was good, right? So sometimes yes. these, these are even beautiful reminders to myself. Yes. So, so thank you again for the opportunity, the invitation, and for the work you're doing. Perfect. Thank you too as well. All righty. So thank you so much for being part of this podcast. And thank you so much. Zach, and, Zach has been so inspiring. I got goosebumps all along the way. You know, it's been so many aha moments. And I'm so, so excited to be recording episode so stay tuned until then god bless you all <laughs>